Hello, nerd universe, and welcome to the fifth episode of Insert Nerd Topic Here. We're going to be talking about season one of The Boys. Big spoiler warning for those who haven't seen season one of Amazon Prime's The Boys. I would highly recommend the show. I know Caroline would highly recommend this show. It is not recommended for... Well, it's not recommended for young audiences, let's put it that way. There's a lot of language, there's a lot of nudity, there's a lot of violence and gore that happens in the in the show, so that's just a little warning for you. So if you're young, or if you get really queasy at things, maybe you, not your show. You have been warned. But if you like things like Marvel, and you want a good, I would call this a parody almost, that yeah. you, this is definitely a thing you should watch. I've seen the entire season three times. It is a fantastic, satiristic parody of most superhero movies more more so i would say of the justice league and the dc heroes um because you can pretty much make direct comparisons between most of the superheroes in the boys versus the superheroes in the dc universe i would definitely say that i could pick out a counterpart to every single one yeah so if you're a fan of superheroes highly recommend checking it out but anyway we are going to check out what we've got today so, I know one of the big things that, Chris, you talked about when we were watching the show was that they make superheroes, like, a business. Yeah, it, the the corporatization of superheroes with this whole company, VOD, Amer- Vod American or VOD International, um, that runs them. It's, it's just so interesting. Because, you know, you think super, being a superhero, like, when we see them in the MCU, you've got superheroes, b- being superheroes as their job. Right, because they do it, but they don't get paid. They they do it for the rec- you know, they do it because there's good reasons. They do it for the, because they're saving the world, right? Yeah. But in the boys, they're doing it to get paid. They get paid. They get recognition. They get fame. fame they get fame and bonuses, and they you know they're building this superhero brand, and it's so it's it's a really interesting take, I think, and it's it's something that you pretty much never see anywhere else because in the marvel universe and in the dc universe it it, nothing's really corporatized you know the avengers i guess you could say are a a corporate organization except they don't really profit off of it they're funded by the government they just do their thing yeah but like i know there was a couple times where uh they were talking to homelander who is a lot like Captain America if he went dark. Yeah, or like Superman if you're thinking DC Universe here. I think it's almost... Yeah, if you like combine both of them and then made him darker, I think you have home. Made Lander. him a, a villain, a essentially. Villain, yeah. Um, but when yeah. they were talking to Homelander about his brand, he wanted to change something in the speech he was going to give at some point. And I know that they were just like, no, your brand is America. Baseball, freedom. Yeah, I think it was Stillwell yeah, that told Stillwell. him that, uh, and Stillwell, Stillwell, and just the whole company as a whole, the whole Vought organization is just crazy. I would call it corrupt. I would go that far. It yeah. is corrupt. That is. I mean, fact. it is that several people have mentioned that it is a corrupt organization, especially with the whole drugging babies thing. But we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. So that I just I think is such a unique take on the superhero name and it's something that i don't know i think it may it adds to the satire of it because instead of you know there being super villains or anything like that it's there's legitimately a company that is the villain 
that is controlling all these superheroes to do terrible things. Basically. And making supervillains around the globe. Yeah, and they the fact that they, you know, use their own compound V to create supervillains such sorry, so that these superheroes can fight is ridiculous. Homelander did that mostly by himself, and I think we see that when he tells Stillwell that because the look she gets on her face she is shock. She's shocked for a second, but then she's happy because she's like terrorists. That's really bad. But also, they are terrorists. Also, big, big money coming out of that. That only (laughs) my superheroes can fight. Right. So it's a win. Yeah, exactly. And the seven, you know, being Vought's, like, main, you know, main group is is something that I think, um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's just, it's cool. I like it. Um, All right. So do we want to talk about huey and a train's relationship there are so many relationship crossovers in this that Mm -hmm. it's like a huge web of just talking about so many different things um we can start with huey and a train yeah so (laughs) the thing about a train is uh, he's a drug addict Mm -hmm. um and with compound v which is what we find out to be the superhero drug yeah that not only makes superheroes but amps up the powers of existing superheroes. Um, So the whole reason Huey actually has any problem with anybody is because A-Train runs through, legitimately runs through his girlfriend, Robin. Yeah, and that happens, by the way, within like the first 10 minutes of the show. So, And it was (laughs) happening in the trailer, so I hardly call that a spoiler. Yeah, it's really not even a spoiler at this point. Um, But yeah, the... I like that that's Huey's motivation and I think it kind of powers him through the rest of the season. Um, yeah. And I, I, and I think he, he just, he shows pure hatred for a train at times. And then there's other times where he's like, all right, well, but well, I think I really like when, um, it ha- like after it happened and they went to Robin's funeral mm-hmm. and then the lawyer guy comes and is like, this is a boilerplate NDA. We're just going to give you $45,000 in, uh, you know, we're just going to pay you to, you know, not say anything. And he's just like, <laughs> in his mind, he's just like, are, are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? You think you can <laughs> run through my girlfriend and get away with it? This should be on the news. You should be in trouble for this. I should be getting at least an apology. And they're just and like, a lot oh. more money than that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Now, how much am I worth? You know, like yeah. if you, if somebody ran through me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I like to think I'd be more than like twenty five, thirty five, forty five thousand. I would like to be above the. Hundreds. I would like to not have a quantifiable, uh, quantifiable value. Like, I would like to be you know priceless. Well, but it's fine. Of course it's you human are. lives. It's fine. You know. Um, of course you're priceless. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but it definitely is like. That that's a weird feeling, I think, and yeah, when he's like, "Can I think about it?" They almost seem shocked that he wants to think about taking that non-disclosure agreement, because I guess most people are just like, "Oh yeah, we'll take the money." Yeah, but he's really angry, and he, you know, I I don't think he feels that he can do anything about it until Butcher comes to him and is like, "Hey, got this idea for you." Yeah, I'm in the FBI. 
Yeah, but <laughs> but but no. <laughs> but no, and we have this thing we can do for you. And I think Butcher is another fascinating character in this show, who is a pretty prominent character in the show. And his whole thing, his whole beef with Homelander is like, well, it's, I mean, it's his whole reason for joining the boys in the first place. I would say it's justified. Uh, yeah, it's pretty justified. Um, uh, yeah. And, but I, I do think he gets a little carried away at times, like when he's talking to the deputy director of the FBI or the CIA, sorry. And, um, she, and he has a list of demands before he gives her the compound V. He's like, okay, well, you got to get me Homelander before I will accept. That's way too hard. It's not possible. But I, I don't even think the CIA has that kind of jurisdiction, which is terrible. They really should. No one can control the supers, the soups. Yeah, especially so, especially the seven. Yeah, especially Homelander Yeah, of all the seven. Right, and so when they do that, it's just, it's insane the way he just, and um, his, well, his wife disappeared for years. And he had no idea she was alive. The entire time. And I, I think he assumed she might have been alive. She might, I think he had some hope in him that he, oh, that she's still alive. Cause they, I don't think they ever found a body. Well, they, well, they didn't. Well, obviously they didn't. Yeah. Um, but cause he goes as far as to destroy the gravestone that they put up. In memory of her. Right, because, like, she's not dead. He's, it's not a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not a hate crime. Um, y- yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty sound motivation on his part. Although I do think he gets a little carried away. Um, I don't know what Frenchie and Mother's Milk problem is for them to have joined the boys, necessarily. Frenchie's a sketchy character in general, where he's... You he's know got, he's he, off the grid. He's got a he's got a pretty seedy background. I think he's, I don't I don't know if he's a hitman or, or what he does like in his. I mean, when he's not in the boys, he's just a weapons expert. He's a weapons expert. He's a chemist. chemist. Yeah, chemist. <laughs> yeah, um, bud bomb enthusiast. 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 Thank you. Um, yeah, which is <laughs> later noticed with translucent. Um, he's so smart though. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of develops all these these cool plans. He's like the he's like he's the brains of the crew. And kinda. he's got he's got a heart, even though he's got the tough exterior. Which we notice with uh, Kimiko. Kimiko, yeah, in the, um, definitely. When he when they encounter her, um, because she's terrifying when you meet her. Like, I don't think I would be like, oh, we need to, we need to help this one. You know, I would be like, we need to lock this one up so yeah. it doesn't get to us. Yeah. But it turns out she turns out to be okay, thankfully. She just needed some love, yeah. which is, that's fine. Don't we all? <laughs> um, I really, let's talk about Starlight. Yeah, go for it. So, Starlight, pure, innocent, two words I would describe her probably perfectly. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say she's pretty powerful. She can blind people. Yeah, and she can shoot these light beams from her hands that hurt people it's it's just it looks insane to me yeah i don't know about it but she also just doesn't understand that the the seven is so corporate and Mm -hmm. so she goes into it and it's like her dream of being accepted into the seven and she gets to come from iowa which is not a heavy heavy populated area yeah des moines Des moines 
and she gets to be part of this amazing group and meet all her heroes that she's had posters of her whole life and that all goes sour very quickly literally upon her entering the the meeting room with her little um interesting meeting with the deep yeah it we don't need to describe that no (laughs) if you watch the show you know what we're talking about yeah it's um but i like that she becomes more powerful not Mm. with her powers but through the uh, through the episodes she takes more responsibility on herself and is less willing to be like oh okay since they're telling me to do this i'll do this yeah and more of like i don't want to do that and I don't have to do that, so I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, can we, like, comment on her about, like, the fact at the ve- in the very last episode, after she gets shot by Butcher... She just gets up. She Well, well, the fact that Huey kind of led Butcher there, unintentionally, Huey didn't know. Um, but, the, but the fact that Starlight just kind of, like, pretty quickly turned around and forgave him. She did forgive pretty quickly, but she also realized... I think, again, pretty quickly mm-hmm. how corrupt the Seven was and how corrupt Vought was. Yeah, and I, I think at the very beginning of season two, she and Huey should have a little bit of a talk. A little because, heart to heart. Because I, I think, well, because when, when they reunited after that, they were kind of busy fighting A-Train um, and fighting their way out of a prison from Vought. I definitely think the biggest change in her was during the Believe Expo. Yeah. Because, you know, the Believe Expo is what she had been going to when she was a kid with her mom, and they would go every year and travel. And then she gets there, and she's excited about it. And it's just, it's not the same. Yeah. And she's, like, realizing that all of these people are trying to be, I would say, not not inclusive, just Mm -hmm. in general. Because, you know... They, they make her lie, basically, and they're like, because one girl asks about her friend that's Hindu, I think it's Hindu, yeah. and if she should bring Con- her to convert Jesus, her. Yeah, yeah. convert her, and Starlight's kind of like, well, you should accept her and still be friends with her, and then the priest is just like, it is your responsibility to convert and bring her to heaven, and I'm just like, whoa. That was, that was a little extreme. I'm all like y'all can have whatever religion you want, but just don't don't shove it down everyone's throats. Exactly. Yeah. That's where it gets a little crazy for me. I don't I don't like that. And also, this is another little corporate corporate vot thing that they do. Um, but when uh, they're Homelander and Starlight when they're speaking, and they both have like a script that they have to stay. They have to say. They have to say for the publicity. But they both um, broke them. They both broke script. Both in good ways and bad ways. Um, yeah. I'd say Homelander's more for the bad. Starlight's more for the good. Isn't Homelander normally for the bad? <laughs> yes. He is generally a... Yeah. A, a villain? <laughs> villain question? I mean, yeah, I, would, yeah. I would go as far out to say he's a villain. I think... Because the first episode, you see Homelander and you're like, Wow, this dude is actually genuinely decent. You know, he's actually doing good things. That gets turned around so fast. And then it <laughs> turns around like whiplash. Yeah. And I think I think I had some hope about him. Yeah. 
up until the plane incident. Yeah. The, oh, the plane. That was terrible. He brought... Okay, first of all, he brought down two planes. Well, the, fir- the first plane... Which, yeah, which plane incident are you talking about? You're talking about the first one where I, he kills the, um, I don't know who that was, the senator, a senator? I don't know, a mayor, senator, he was a corporate douche, so <laughs> he was a big, big wig, I yeah. guess you could say, and killed him and his son Yeah. in their private jet on the way home. Yeah, that, yeah, that was dark. I think that's, oh, I think what really hit me with that one is the kid looking out the window and going... Look, there's Homelander. Look, it's Homelander. And the dad, or the mayor going, uh, what's he doing out here? Yeah. And that, then the eyes just glowing the red. eyes glowing. And that wow. is such a powerful episode end. Yeah, that was, was that the first episode? That's the first episode. Yeah. So Homelander turns himself around. In one episode. One episode. But I think the part, that wasn't even the part I meant, though. You the meant part, the Flight 37 part. That was hijacked. Mm-hmm. And... He messed up. You know, they went to save it. And when he went into the uh, the cockpit and... Just completely blew there was, it up. Yeah, there was another hijacker in the cockpit and accidentally shot the entire console with his laser beams. Uh, the entire control panel with his laser beams and it brought the plane down. Which is not great. And I feel so bad for, well, obviously the people on the plane, but also <laughs> yeah. for Queen Maeve. Because you can she, tell she genuinely She just wants wanted to, to save people. She and, wants to help people, yeah. and he's just like, "We have to go. We either go. You either come with me, mm-hmm. or you die with them." And the fakeness they put, or he puts on after that when they're walking through. We are so sorry about all the lives lost on oh, flight. Yeah. We got there three minutes after the plane went down. If we had been told sooner, we could have been there and saved them. If we were in the if we were in the army, we would have been fine. Like the. <sighs> That's so bad. That's so corrupt. And I can't. And that happens over a course of several episodes. And he's like, yeah, I saved that flight in, to Stillwell. And she's yeah. like, really? You're going to talk to me about saving that flight? Yeah. What he meant is he made it into a good thing for them. Good publicity For the stunt. company. Yeah. But still, all those people died. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't care. Yeah. But I don't think he had... A good childhood because he was in a lab like his whole life. Right. We know that he was raised by, by that doctor. Um, and, the we know that his real name is John. And, but I, I think that was all they know about him. I don't think he, yeah, he never had a family. He just kind of, he was a lab rat from the beginning. And I think that's, well, cause he taught, uh, the doctor talks about the dogs where it's like, because he's a dog breeder Mm -hmm. if they grow up without a mother they get angry and violent and just bitter yeah and i think we see that in homelander as well because he grew up without his mother and for a while he was a decent superhero until we see him in the show at least as far as we know as far as we know he has been decent up until this point But but we know that there has been corruption because mallory's grandchildren were destroyed by lamplighter yeah lamplighter being the predecessor or the yeah the predecessor to uh, starlight so there's always been some level of corruption and cover-up going on yeah and vaught has you know notoriously done a pretty good job of covering everything up for the most part it's kind of terrifying that they have that kind of power it's kind of terrifying that they can 
I think um, that's yeah. that one kind of, you know, having that kind of company that's just, I would say that's a monopoly. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> exactly. else is controlling superheroes at that point. Mm. And sh- they just can, con- they control everything. They control the publicity stuff. They control the news outlets. People can say what they want, but for the most part, it's what Vought wants them to say. To some extent, they even control the crime. That happens. Yeah, because they track when t- crimes can happen. That's they, gross. They, they track it like before the police even knows about it. And that's just that's why, why would terrible. you not? And they wait until the biggest possible second to make it a big, a big, th- a deal, a big deal, mm-hmm. instead of you know snipping it before it happens. Yeah, and the fact that they can't actually go out and do it on their own, on their own, like Starlight does, for example when she saves the girl from those two guys on her own as her secret identity, so to speak, uh, as Annie, um, they can't do that. They have to save crime or they have to stop crime. That's, uh, well happening on their watch basically. And she got in trouble for saving that girl. Yeah. Because of the cameras were on. Always look for the cameras. Always look for them. Yeah. I, oh, that's just, that's so creepy. I that's hate ridiculous. It. Um, what do you think about Popclaw? Hmm. I think her and A-Train's relationship is weird. I feel bad for her in the end, though. I do. Well, I feel really bad for her in the end when A-Train pumps her full of heroin. And then, yeah, because... And kills her. I think that's weird, though, because A-Train goes and blames Huey for her dying when he's the mm-hmm. one that killed her. Yeah. It, and- it, it had nothing to do with Huey. Like, let's be real. It was not Huey's fault. No, not even in the slightest. Like, it was his fault that they were using Compound V in the first place. And so it, it was entirely his fault that she died. Um, he just wants to find some kind of excuse to make it better. Yeah. And when he, A-Train breaks into Huey's apartment um, and blackmails him, basically. Um, oh, and when they bre- oh, when Kimiko breaks a- A-Train's leg. That is so gross. It's yeah. awesome. To see the bone coming out of the leg. Ooh. But he heals pretty quickly. Well, I mean, the compound V is also a healing thing. It's, it's like a steroid. It's it's just crazy painkillers and and it ultimately what causes A-Train to have a heart attack yeah, in the last in the episode. Um, What's really interesting about that is we know A-Train is the f- fastest man alive. But he's got some competition. Would you? Would you go to a race on a racetrack between the two fastest people in the world? And this, we're talking people that can do this entire race in less than a second. So what do you say? You, three three milliseconds or something is what they said. money and wait in line to get your ticket and you stand and wait for the race to start. And, and probably a lot of money. Pay money for food and they probably... Just wastes your time because you're not even going to be able to see who finishes first. Yeah. Like, the race will be over before you even blink. Do you think Shockwave would have beat A-Train if If, A-Train wasn't on V? Probably. Although, in the, like, slow-mo replay that they did on the Jumbotron, uh, I mean, you could only see A-Train on the Jumbotron. He was fast, but he was also on drugs. Right, he was... So... Yeah. Um... I don't know. I think he. I think Shockwave probably could have. He has his own shoe line, so he had a chance. I'm sure A Train does too. 
That's probably true. Um, he just gets really bitter and angry at the end because he knows that he's getting older and he knows that Compound V is making him weaker. Yeah, the fact that he can be replaced if he's no longer the fastest man alive. And that he would be. Yeah, he would like he would legitimately be replaced by Vought. Um, they would they would fire him essentially because he's no longer capable of doing his job. That's just weird. That's just because he's not the best anymore, and they want yeah. the best. Yeah, which is kind of how it be, but that's it sucks. All right, let's talk about Compound V. Ugh. Because it is, it's a really weird but cool like interesting take on how superheroes are made. They're shooting up babies with blue liquid. The baby scene in the hospital <laughs> is hilarious. I just love the fact where he just picks up the baby and just lasers all the guys in there. And he's like, you're beautiful. And just yeah. kisses it. Yeah. It's like, you keep your nose clean or I'll come get you. Yeah. It's like, Oh God, that was so funny. That's good comic relief, but yeah. also, also terrifying. I mean, it's really it's really messed up, but it's hilarious in the moment. It is messed up. Yeah. And then you realize like Starlight, the Deep, they all had that done. They're all them. they're all products of a drug, of a. The terrorists know, a, on the other side of the tests. world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they're all cornered. Well, the terrorists on the other side of the world, which is what's interesting, is they're actually being tested as adults. So yeah, they're like, not being they're not being in- injected with Compound V as as a kid, as most of the superheroes in the United States are, um, they're actually, they're testing it on adult subjects and it seems to be working. Clearly. Well, it worked enough for some of them to survive enough of them to survive, yeah. to make an issue. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the, just the whole lab experiment thing, like every superhero is a lab experiment and it's all trying to be covered up as best as they can by thought. And at the moment, the boys know that the boys know and they want to reveal that secret, but they want to find the best way to do so. I think. So what do you think about the end? I thought the ending was really good. It was epic. It was predictable. If you're watching the last episode. Yeah. If you're only watching the lot, if you're watching the last episode, you kind of know what's going on. Um, if you watch the trailer for season two, it is the opening of the, trailer is the is the last shot of season one but you should not be watching the trailer to season two if you have not watched season one <laughs> shame on you that is correct um but i think the whole season in the whole the whole scene in uh stillwell's house with uh homelander and butcher is really dark it's so tense and really tense the entire time when he picks up the baby i really thought he was gonna melt the baby <laughs> but he didn't he melted stillwell and then Butcher blew up the house. We assume the baby blew up with it. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty safe to assume. And then Butcher finds out that his wife is alive with Homelander's child. Yeah. Whoa. What, what a twist. Hope we learn more about that. I hope that he gets to talk to her, uh, Butcher gets to talk to her about what happened. Yeah. Because I feel like he deserves some closure. And I don't know, I don't know how Homelander exactly found this out because if you remember still stillwell told him that uh becca butcher the child died that she had a miscarriage she died in childbirth and the baby she didn't die in childbirth no that they said that she had a miscarriage and then the doctor said that when she was giving birth the baby clawed out of her and they both died oh that's right right yeah and uh and the baby drowned 
in the blood. blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is obviously not true, as we see at the end of the season. Um, But I don't know how Homelander found that out. Because he went back and tortured the doctor and to get the truth out. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I'm really excited to see where season two goes. I'm there's you, ten seasons. Ten seasons. Ten, ten seasons. Oh, I hope so. Ten episodes next season, whenever it's gonna come out. It keeps getting delayed. It was supposed to be in the middle of summer, and now they're saying maybe fall, maybe next year. End of twenty twenty, beginning of twenty twenty one. We don't really know. I have my fingers crossed for July or August, personally. Do you have any big predictions? I predict that we're going to get a lot of moments between Starlight and Huey. Mm-hmm. Um, I predict we're going to learn a lot more about Kimiko. Yeah. I, and yeah. I think I predict that we're going to see Homelander go off the rails a lot more. Even more. Yeah. I think he's going to stay the villain throughout this entire show. And I, I think, hope so. I think the the last season of the show is be, will be his demise or something. We'll see. I don't know. I think that's all we got to talk about today. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And if you for all you stay to the end of the episode to hear about ways to contact us for future ideas for the episodes. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Witcher. It's going to be part two of the first episode of The Witcher we had. We're going to be talking more about the books, the shows. The game. The game. All of it. Even our new Gwent cards. We bought a Gwent deck. <laughs> so we're going to talk all about that. And hope you guys... Tune in next week. Thank right. you. Stay tuned. Bye. Insert Nerd Topic here is hosted by Caroline Vaught and Chris Rogers. Connect with us on our social media pages on Twitter at Nerd Topics Pod, on Instagram at Nerd Topics Podcast. On Facebook, insert Nerd Topic Here podcast or at Nerd Topic Podcast. Or subscribe on YouTube, insert Nerd Topic Here. Reach out to us via email at insertnerdtopics at gmail.com. New episodes release every Saturday at noon central time. Thanks for listening.